What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Today, I want to answer the big question, how do I find good help in my business? I hear it all the time. It's a broken record, and I want to really help you understand uh, that it's not true. And I want to help those of you who are looking for good help uh, develop a new perspective, something that I'm very passionate about. And I think after this episode, you will be too. So I'm excited for you to check it out. And the Contractor Secrets Podcast starts right now. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right. They're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener. It's so much better. And that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat. And that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. And today, I want to talk to you about the state of the union. And uh, it's kind of funny. I'm in a painting contractors group that I created. And somehow, we have 7,500 members. A lot of people are engaged in it. It's awesome. You know, it's cool to connect and contribute with uh, people on Facebook and you know, what's cool is that recently I've been putting out a lot of questions, you know, kind of gets people engaged in the group and the general consensus is, and you, you probably experience it. If you're listening to this, you can't find good help. When people tell me that, you know, I, I can't help but laugh because like, you know, first of all, finding good help is such a, such a general statement. Like, like when it comes down to finding good help, like, there's over 6 billion people in the, in the world, right? Like, so for you to tell me that you can't find anyone to come in and work for you, to me, that's just a lack of strategy <laughs> um, because it's very easy to find good help with the right approach. But I think what the problem is, is that the good help that they're looking for doesn't fit in the system that they're trying to recruit them in and they get frustrated. And not only that, I guess I could say that majority of people who say this don't have a system and a strategy. And you can listen to all the business breakthroughs that I've done where we talked about hiring and you can go over my strategy and you know that if you don't have that strategy, obviously you're not going to get good results. A good system produces good results. A poor system produces bad results. We know this. But I want to talk about cultivating leaders. I, this is a topic that I could go on and on about because I think it's really important that you know that sometimes we don't always have to find good help. We need to create good help. And you have got to understand as a business owner, if you are in of any interest of being successful, you have got to get good at creating leaders. Now, if you're not a good leader, unfortunately, it's going to be hard for you to create a good leader. Okay. Because here's a couple of values of really good leaders. Number one, okay. Leaders lead by example. You have got to be the the person that leads by example. You've got to be the one that sets the standard. You've got to be the one that creates the rules and you got to be the one that enforces the rules. You have to be consistent. You have to be trustworthy. You've got to make sure that everything you do is with integrity, okay? Because people will not follow you otherwise. It's just unfortunately the way majority of people run a business in this industry is, you know, 
they 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 run it with the wrong approach and they they don't lead by example and they don't have those values so the idea of somebody of high quality high standards following them is very unlikely why would i follow you if you don't do it so i mean these are basic leadership principles that you need to really do some self-reflection on and make sure that am I the type of leader that would be followed? Would I follow me? And I make it a point, you know, I try to do everything with integrity. I try to have character in every one of my decisions. When I talk to customers, I'm clear. I'm, tr- I'm, I'm, I'm transparent. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't lie and they know it. I don't steal. I don't do any of those things. I don't, you know, I'm not going out to the bar. Like, you know, I mean, they know that, you know, I am stable like a rock. And that's important for your organization to know that you're like a rock. You don't move. You're just like a, everyone can lean on you. That's leadership when they can count on you. You know, does your, does your colony, does your people, does your village, do they worry if work is coming in? Do they worry if they're going to get paid next week? Do they worry if your mental you know, mindset is stable. Are these things that your people worry about? And if that's the case, you need to make a serious change because great help can't be great help in an environment that feels scarce and feels uncertain. Remember, why do employees work for us? They want security and they want stability. So we need to create that environment. And the only way that that can be created is through you, the individual. Your value system will dictate what it is that you're going to be looking for when you're cultivating leadership because we tend to align ourselves with individuals that have like values. And by values, I mean, what is it that drives you? What is the base of your decision making? Like for me, my number one value in the world is my family. So I built my business with my family in mind. I'm not in it to make money. Money will come to me. So like for me to make that my number one value would be kind of silly. Success will come to me. For me to make that my number one value would be silly. Power, that doesn't excite me. Power is something that I'm not after. I don't do things to please others or to control others. Power and control, okay? Um, status, you know, I, early on in my life when I was in college, you know, social media will do it to you. I cared a lot about status and I made decisions that, you know, like buying a new car and posting it on Instagram, like things like that. Like, like I was, I was concerned about status, but as I've grown, my value system is number one, family, number two, love, number three, empowering others, number four, contribution, number five you know, um, giving, you know, different things like that. Like those are my value systems. And when I talk to a business owner, I can immediately tell what their value system is. Some of them can't give up control. Some of them want to make as much money as possible. Some of them want status to be the biggest, the best, you know, to prove everyone wrong. And when I see an area in their business that's struggling, all I do is tie it back to their value system you know, their lack of making the right decision comes from their fear of not achieving their value of either more money, power, control, all these things. So the first thing we need to do as leaders is we need to identify what our value system is. We have to figure out what's driving our decision making. 
And for me, mine was family. So what did I do? By default is I created a business that allowed me to be with my family as much as possible. I work from home. I own a $1 million painting business from my home office. And I've been doing it now for a year and a half. I've probably went to 5% of all estimates. I hardly go to the jobs. I communicate with my team from phone and Zoom and all the different things that allow us to work remotely. And it's a blessing. This is what I set myself up for because that was my value system. But let's talk about people. Let's talk about cultivating leaders because I would not be able to do any of this if I didn't have leaders running the jobs, overseeing things, representing me well when I'm not there. And a lot of people say, Tanner, I can't find good help. And I would say to that, well, have you tried to create good help? You know, and I usually get a side look like, what do you mean? You know, well, it takes a leader to see a leader. The first thing that you need to do is you need to first identify the leadership in yourself. I talked a little bit about what leaders do and how they act and how they're supposed to act. I talked a little bit about the values that the leaders that we look up to usually have which is family, which is love, which is compassion, which is empathy, which is understanding. Okay, those things, right? Those are the leaders that we look up to because they actually truly care about us, not the guy that you work for that you can tell only cares about money, themselves, power, status. What type of leader are you? Are you taking jobs in a way that really only benefits you? Are you thinking about your team? Some people say, Tanner, why don't you take commercial jobs? Why don't you take cabinet jobs. I get that all the time because of the stress and the strain that it's going to put on my team. I have to look out for their best interest. That might not only be, you know, their, their physical best interest, but their mental best interest. I don't want my guys coming to work, having to think about, you know, how to, you know, scale a 40 foot building, you know, that is super difficult to paint or do or whatever, like I will pass on jobs when I think about my team's best interest. I have their best interest in mind and they know it. They've seen me deny work that's tough. They know that I turned down a lot of work that could make me a lot of money. But what do I do? I care about their best interest because they care about mine in return. The right people will because I've cultivated leaders. So let's talk about what cultivating leaders really is. Cultivating leaders is helping good people with values that you align with see the greatness that they have inside and allowing them a place where they can exercise that greatness. Okay. That's a self-definition there. That is what I truly believe it is. That is the ability to see greatness in somebody and then provide an opportunity for them to realize that greatness opportunity and environment. Those are the two things that you need to create. You can own 10 businesses, create the opportunity, create the environment, and put the right person in there with the right values, and you will have a leader every single time. That doesn't always mean they have to have the title of a manager or supervisor. I truly believe that every painter that I have is a leader in their own regard because I trust them to do their task to the best of their ability. That is leadership have character, to do the right things when other people aren't looking, which makes the team better, which makes the whole better, which makes the company look good. But how do we do that? We cultivate leadership. 
the three guys that I have running my business while I'm not there, completely remote, where I'm able to be at home with my family, have never managed anything before. If you look at their resume, there's no management there. There's no team lead there. There's nothing. Nothing that says anything about being a manager. But there were little things that I seen in each one of these people that I could tell that given the right opportunity in the right environment would cultivate leadership. And I knew that that was my responsibility because if I were to go out and look for a manager, a project manager, or a crew leader, yeah, that would be pretty difficult. You know, it would be. You know, somebody with the same values that we have, that cares about the company as much as we do, that cares about me as a business owner, not just their own self-interest, making their own money, okay? They care about premium painting more so than somebody else because they were given that opportunity inside premium painting, which means they value it a lot more than if it were an opportunity they were given after learning how to be a manager or given that opportunity somewhere else. You know, they earned that position and they take pride in it. Cultivating leadership is about creating the opportunity, creating the environment. How do we create the environment? Well, it's leading by example. Most of us don't have an office, so it's not like we can create a fixed environment. But the environment essentially is the value system that you have, which turns into the value system of the company, which creates either peace or creates anxiety. So if your value system is you want to make the most money, you want to have control, you want to have power, you know, you don't have as you don't have empathy, you don't have compassion, you know, you pretty much hold everyone to the fire, okay, which some business owners do, then guess what you're going to do? You're not going to create a healthy environment that cultivates leadership. You're going to create an environment of scarcity that creates resentment and it makes people want to leave. And you might think, well, I don't do that. Well, let me ask you, how often do you pop up on the job site? Are you critical when you pop up? Are you empowering the leader that you put in charge to make decisions? Or are you coming into the job site pretty much bashing them and degrading their decision making and overtaking the job because they're not doing a good enough job? Or are you coaching? Are you teaching? Are you explaining? Are you cultivating leadership? That's as subtle as it could be, and you could fall into that category, okay? Now, let's talk about creating opportunity. The opportunity is each one of these individuals were next in line. They were all brought into my company as painters, but they showed me that they were more than that by their work ethic, by their demeanor, by their care, by their attitude, by all the things that I value. You know, it's funny. We always say, well, man, I would never do that. Why do we say that? It's because somebody else's values are different than your own. But if you can see the same values that you have in those that work with you, you want to help them get to the next level. It's almost like a natural feeling. You want to help them move up. Maybe it's a raise or, again, in this conversation, we're talking about leadership. So for me, it's like whenever I see somebody that works the way I worked or does something that I would do, you know, I'm always thinking, man, like that person's next. Like I'm always looking for that. 
So it's about cultivating leadership and it's your job to do it. No one else is going to do it. You know, I always, I think of it like this. It's so funny. These three guys, whoever they were working for before me, I mean, these are three managers that could be running someone else's company. Somebody missed it. Somebody missed the opportunity to let these three that I have run their company for whatever reason. I believe it was their value system. It was off. They don't have the value of empathy. They don't have the value of family. They don't have the value of growth and empowering others and cultivating leaders. Maybe they have the value of money, power, control, and therefore they missed out on great leaders freeing them from the business. I guarantee every person that they worked for in whatever regard is pretty stressed out right now because chances are it hadn't changed that habit. Are you letting leaders go? <laughs> like that's the question. Are you letting people leave because of your inability to cultivate leadership? And I'm going to ask you this. This is very straightforward here. What do you need to do to become a better leader so you can teach others to be a better leader? What decisions do you need to make or you need to stop making in order to align yourself to attract good people into your business with great values? That's the question. And if you're the type of person that says that family, love, empathy, compassion, growth, these are your values, if that's your values, and you're stressed out every day because you quote-unquote can't find help and you quote-unquote need to do everything and you quote-unquote have to control the work environment, you're not living in those values. You're actually living in scarcity. You're living in control. You're living in power. Um, you're probably very money-hungry. You need to make a, a value shift. And you need to find that individual in your business that you don't quite see as a leader just yet, but you see characteristics in that person that if given the right opportunity and environment could blossom into leadership. That's my challenge to you is who's that one person that you have in your business that you know deserves a raise, that you know deserves an opportunity, and you can start coaching and you can start utilizing your natural leadership skill because you own a business and start refining your ability to cultivate leaders. Guess what? I'm a great leadership cultivator because I've cultivated leadership. And if you're not that type of person that does that, then you're not really going to be good at cultivating leadership. Let me make sure that you understand this very clearly. I've made mistakes. <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've put people in leadership positions without the proper steps because it was convenient. I actually had somebody just take the leadership position and I kind of let it ride and I had to fire them after a year and a half because they didn't align with my values. I've made the mistakes, but I've gotten better. So that is how I approach leadership. When people tell me they can't find good help, I say create good help. That's what I got for you today. I hope this was helpful. I hope you got something out of this. And I hope that you take this and you understand that your business can grow organically from within. Look for the best in people. Realign your values. If your values are anything other than family, love, empathy, compassion, sympathy, these, these powerful, subtle yet powerful, that's power right there. When you can make decisions from that perspective, you're going to be successful if you can align those values with your business because it's going to give you patience, understanding when that new leader makes mistakes 
and they're going to naturally become a good leader for you because you gave them an opportunity. The right people plus the right environment plus the right opportunity creates good leaders. That's what I got for you today. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll catch you on the next episode. Drip Jobs CRM is finally here. That's right. So Drip Jobs is an automation platform for contractors, home service professionals that's going to automatically follow up with your customers. It's going to allow you to send invoices, estimates. It's going to allow you to send out blast marketing emails to individuals based on where they are in the buying process. This software is next level. And I'm reaching out to you. You're a listener of this podcast, and I want you to be one of the first ones to give it a shot. So if you want to see what Drip Jobs can do for your business, I'd love for you to head over to dripjobs.com, sign up for a free demo, and get your team involved, and let us sit with you and show you how powerful this software is. It's going to save you time, it's going to make you money, and you're going to love the features that are built into Drip Jobs. So if you want to check it out, head over to dripjobs.com. And we will give you first priority being a podcast listener uh, to be one of the very first to try out Drip Jobs in your home service business. I'm super excited to share that with you, and I'll catch you on the next episode.